Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is Mediarg Analysis, the the media analysis show that Marn and I swear is going to have a better title next time. Yeah, I mean, we're also a little bit talking about an actual arg, but we'll yeah, get there. <laughs> that's true, this is Mediargonauts. <laughs> Mediargonauts. Um, yeah. Great, perfect, nailed it. Uh, today we are talking about, uh, we're finishing up um, our coverage of the Cloverfield series because they are movies that had ARGs. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit, as Marn was saying, about the little tiny baby arg that happened when uh, the movie The Cloverfield Paradox came out. Mm-hmm. Do you, I I don't know about you, do you have any kind of history with The Cloverfield Paradox, as weird as that question might sound? Uh, not really i uh yeah i mean i i i i think i heard about it like the the night that it came out if not a little tiny bit before uh and Mm -hmm. i i watched it the night it came out but aside from that no gotcha we were uh sam and i were driving back from somewhere i don't remember exactly why we were traveling um we're driving on Super Bowl night, and we thought, you know what, we'll get home, we'll maybe watch the Super Bowl, and we'll be happy to go. Uh, and it just started snowing something real bad. So we got uh, we got snowed in, we stopped halfway through our trip, stayed at a hotel, and we're like, you know what, now we get to watch the Super Bowl. Neat. And uh, then as we're watching, a commercial for this movie comes on, and uh, it says, like, you know, only on Netflix, tonight. And I thought, this is going to change movies. Uh, and then it didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> having high expectations dashed on the rocks is my experience with the Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> yeah. I thought, wow, Netflix could do this now. They can just say, you know what, we have a movie, it's out today. And it'll be a huge deal. And then that has never really happened again. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I guess because of that like quick release, is it better to talk about the ARG first or the movie first? Because I assume the ARG starts after the movie's released? Uh, no, it starts before. Oh, okay. So it actually started on uh, January 18th, 2018, which was wow, the- okay. That's which- like a month before. Yeah, which was the the tenth anniversary of Cloverfield. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, and so people noticed uh, on the on this anniversary that the Tagarato site had been updated with an error message, uh, and there was text underneath it that said Tokyo, January eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Tagarato has begun development on a revolutionary new energy technology and what CEO Gano Yoshida called a technolo- technological great leap forward for our planet. This renewable technology will take at least four years to complete along with another six years. International regulatory bodies to bring the powerful revolutionary energy source by April 18th, 2028. Okay. Um, and people use that date to find 418.2028.com. Okay. Uh, and on that site, uh, there was an 11 second video that had a bunch of like weird distorted frames in it, um, including uh, you could see a person's face in a couple of the frames. 
Um, and it had uh, a bunch of distorted audio, part of which was uh, they were able to decipher it as, that is why I'm trying to warn you about the dangers of what Tagarato is trying to do. Um, and then Tagarato on, on the same day, this was like a day later, updated uh, the error message on the top change slightly. Uh, and there uh, and the background of the site changed and there was a new menu link that said archive, which kind of archived news posts, I believe. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, on January 23rd, uh, Tagarato reverted to its original front page, uh, but if you selected any option, you would get an error message that said, attempting to resolve technical difficulties, try again shortly. Okay. It's kind of neat and how this is just playing out through like error messages. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and then on uh, January 24th, uh, there was a new video on uh, 418.2028.com. Uh, it was also distorted, uh, but it was a news broadcast about a uh, the author of a book about Cloverfield Station. Uh, and the author's name was Mark Stambler. And people were like, oh, Howard Stambler was the guy from 10 Cloverfield Lane. There's like, there's mm. got to be a connection here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tagarato updated with a uh, glitched out like press release and a new error message. Um, and they were able to partially transcribe the, tres- the press release uh, to figure out that it was talking about a agreement between Tagarato and a company in Norway um, for... Uh, to do something related to renewable energy and the Cloverfield station. Um, They also found that the press release was from 2022. So like the timeline of the ARG has been moving is, is now moving into the future basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really funny to me that they're like, okay, we have one plot that we can tell with our ARG, which is Tiger is getting up to shady shit. Mm-hmm. So I guess now they're involved in space, yeah, and building space stations because that's the script we bought. So I guess this is what's happening now. Well, they've always been involved in space. They had like the physics department that was like sending probes into space and stuff. Yeah, but sending a probe into space is much okay, different than true. like we've built a fucking space station to build right, renewable energy. <laughs> We're going to find the God particle. <laughs> um, and so then on uh, on January 27th, uh, Tagarato updated with a uh, an image of a burned pamphlet about the Cloverfield Energy Initiative uh, that had a handwritten message on it that said, someone needs to stop this from happening. This is nothing but a cover for a reckless experiment that will reset the world's grid. Stop this to save the world, tidal wave. Um, and meanwhile... Um, so there had been kind of like a, a mini event, uh, at Comic-Con 2017, the year before this, where there had been like a, a slusho food truck. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and some people who had gone there and kind of like interacted with that and like solved whatever kind of like puzzle hunt had been there, uh, started to receive packages, 
um, that also contained the Tagarato energy pamphlet. Um, and they also contain like slusho merch and a Japanese language newspaper, uh, like uh, the original like Tagarato packages had gone out. And um, I actually have a nice quality scan of the pamphlet thanks to Reddit. Ooh, hell yeah. Shout out to Reddit, he says for the first time. <laughs> is It's neat. The idea of doing like a theme food truck is really smart. Yeah. I, I feel I think... like you get like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that kind of thing happens at Comic-Con a lot. I, 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 I've... I'm out of the loop on that, but I think that's a neat idea because you get to have that like pop-up restaurant experience, but without mm-hmm. paying for an actual pop-up restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that's really smart. This is cool. Cloverfield Energy Initiative. We remake the world. Bold Futura, Yoshida Medical. Okay. This is a good pamphlet. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it talks about the, the Cloverfield Energy Initiative, which is like a, a new partnership they're doing uh, to kind of reshape the way that the world uses power and energy, and that uh, it is going to go live on April 18th, 2028, in a date that they are calling Initiation Day. Okay. Initiation Day. And is that April 18th? Oh, 2028. Never mind. Um, the return address on the package, uh, also indicated an address that didn't exist, but was near the site of a nuclear generating station. Hmm. Okay. And people were like, oh, maybe there's going to be a dead drop there, but there never was. So that turned out (laughs) to be a dead end. We should schedule a dead drop in like a high security. Yeah. Like (laughs) military base. Uh, 418, uh, 2020 also updated with, um, a new kind of bit of the news video with slightly clearer audio. Uh, and it was, uh, Mark Stamler saying, because of Tagarato, everything that's happened, I was right. CEI was a lie, just like I predicted in my book. Okay. Uh, and then on January 30th, uh, the site updated again with a recording of someone thought to be Mark uh, talking about uh, social media hoax and saying, why does this have to happen again? Uh, he also said the third floor by the lamp, which people were like, oh, maybe if we get a dead drop, this will be a clue. Um, <laughs> and they found a Twitter account that was the Mark Stambler. Uh, who had been tweeting about a hoax with videos that look like him but are not real. Um, and they also found out that he was a university professor. Uh, and his latest tweet said, I don't know who you are or what you want, but the only way you could know about the lamp is if you're watching me. I've notified NYPD. Last warning, leave me alone. Okay. Uh, and the Twitter account Slusho Truck also began tweeting again uh, and saying that it was going to begin an East Coast tour. Uh, and from there, and from the fact that they knew from Mark's Twitter that he was based in New York, uh, people began speculating that there was going to be a dead drop in New York. Okay. 
was uh, the a ta- giant monster. <laughs> uh, the Tagaracho site also updated uh, with a new error code and a new document uh, that had uh, more handwritten comments by Tidal Wave on it that said, Tagaracho's real reason to steal the rest of the world's energy. They've spent 20 years to open it. Not worth the cost to the world. Tidal Wave. Okay. Uh, uh, The document was also partially in Hebrew uh, and talked about the uh, temporary road closure uh, of a highway near the Dead Sea on January 30th, 2007. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize there were highways near the Dead Sea. It just... (laughs) I know that sounds dumb to say out loud, but the phrasing on that, I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, that's a living, breathing place. Yeah. Not just, like, an ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Checks out uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> and so then uh, the Slesho Trek started tweeting about uh, the stops on its East Coast tour, which were all uh, near nuclear power plants. Uh, so they stopped at one okay. in uh, in Pennsylvania and one in New Jersey on January thirty first, January thirty first, and February first, respectively. Uh, and in this time period, also uh, Mark Stambler started messaging people on Twitter. Uh, talking about needing help, uh, and people were like, oh, all right, we can help you. And then he would be like, well, I need time to think about it, and then just, like, stop messaging them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Were were these, like, actual stops for the actual truck, or is it just, like, they posted pictures at this day? Yeah, I don't think they were actual stops of the actual truck. Okay. Um, And so then uh, on February 2nd, uh, Mark continued messaging some people um and he sent clips of videos that hadn't actually been released on uh via the website um Hmm. he um okay so he messaged one person and said, uh, they said something about getting someone else's attention on the 418 site within the next few days, and that whatever they were sending, they would show me what I need to write. If any of that means any, if means anything to you, please let me know. <laughs> okay, so it's just like a very scrambled video, and then a face is starting to come in. The face is one of the guys from the one of the astronauts, right? I can't really make it out, but maybe. Yeah, it says uh, what people were able to get from this was like, he says something about ordering the crew to stay on task, that they're scared and lost and wondering who the hell that woman is. Okay, well, you you heard a lot better of that video than I did. Oh, I'm just reading like a translation (laughs) that somebody put on on the Reddit thread for this. (laughs) Okay. I feel like... Is that a clip from the movie directly? I don't think so. Cause I, okay, because I could assumedly know where that's from or who that's talking about in the movie, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so after he sends these videos out to people, uh, he takes down his Twitter, Mark, uh, and then he... Uh, people were able to find his like personal email address through his Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, uh, 
people started emailing him because they were like, oh, well, his Twitter's gone. We got to reach out to this guy. But they found that he had a auto reply that just said, thank you for your correspondence. It will be addressed appropriately. Um, and then uh, the slusher truck made one last stop in New York. And then the movie came out. Yeah, the yeah. movie came out. Uh, and on the on the day the movie came out, uh, the the four eighteen twenty twenty eight website updated, um, and it had a new clip of Mark Stambler talking about the Cloverfield paradox on it. Uh, saying this experiment could unleash chaos, the likes of which we have never seen. You have no idea how much I would love to be wrong about this. It would be no f- fun for me to be right. Uh, and then in the movie, you actually see that scene, but not distorted. Okay, cool. And people were like, oh, maybe there's going to be more more ARG after this. But there wasn't. <laughs> okay. Well, there's not a, not a lot of meat on those bones. Nope. I'm trying to think of something to say, but I'm like, okay, there sure is a movie that came out. And that's why we didn't spend a whole episode talking about this ARG. <laughs> well, all right. So what are your recommendations today? No. Um, <laughs> okay. So cute little, it's weird that they would do this kind of a buildup for something that also had a surprise release. It is weird. I guess they kind of wanted to get the connection to 10 Cloverfield Lane out of the way and be like, oh, alternate realities. Spooky. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, we'll get into it talking about the movie itself, but like, I feel like this movie is so unconnected from the others that like, it feels weird that they're like, great, we got to use this ARG to like force a connection off script to make this fit in together. Yeah, I guess I I kind of can uh, understand that they would want to update the uh, the ARG websites just to kind of poke people and be like, hey, there's like a new thing coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, but it also like, why tip people off if that's your strategy, though? I don't know. It feels, it, it feels weird to be like, we'll surprise everyone except for the people that would be the most surprised and the most pumped about a surprise Cloverfield film, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's just a tiny little ARG, nothing really to... <laughs> yeah, nothing to write home about. Nothing to get worked up on. Okay. So, all right. Uh, there are alternate timelines. Uh, there are alternate dimensions or universes or however you want to word it uh and now we're getting into the cloverfield paradox so how do we want to cover this movie (laughs) i guess off of the bat what did you think about it it's fine yeah it's this movie's very weird because it's like like 10 cloverfield lane it's a couple different movies that 
like it's one movie that is also like stitched together with a couple of other side things that incorporate it into the Cloverfield universe in a weird way. Um, cause like this is a, on one hand you have like a decent space disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like a lot of that stuff. Um, it just in this movie and how it plays out. It's got some ups and downs, and it's not really a genre I'm super into. But, like, as far as this one goes, I thought it was a pretty good one of them, you know? Yeah. Um, it also has a couple scenes stitched in where a guy speedruns the other two Cloverfield movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, first, he's like, oh, shit, something happened to New York. Better leave. Oh, I found a kid. I guess we're going to go lock ourselves in a in a bunker um hope this doesn't end poorly and it was just and that never went anywhere except for a scene at the very end that was like again i feel like supposed to be a big twist except the twist is this movie is called cloverfield yeah it's it's so weird these movies keep trying to like pin a twist on the fact that this is actually a Cloverfield movie when that's the first thing you <laughs> learn in this movie is that it is a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, it's like you can't put giant space aliens in your Cloverfield movie and expect me to be surprised at this point. What? A giant monster is attacking something? Whoa. In a Cloverfield? <laughs> so i don't know what they this is it it's weird to me because it's the second time they've done it and it's like if i had a nickel for every time that a cloverfield movie tried to pull that out i'd have two nickels it's not a lot it's just weird that it happened twice oh boy um the other thing that this movie does that i was thinking about last night while i was watching it was uh it uh, is one of those pieces of media that would be fine if it wasn't reminding me of how much I would rather be watching a different movie that does these things but better. Yes. Like, I, I messaged you I, while I, I was watching... Like, <laughs> I messaged you while I was watching it last night because I forgot that they literally just do the alien chestburster scene, but like worse. Uh-huh. And while when, I was watching that, I was like, oh, I could just be watching Alien right now. <laughs> when when you sent me that, I when you said but worse, I thought you meant like but grosser. Um I mean it is they gross. do it in a way that's like not bloody, but it is because it's like worms, right? Yeah, it is I'm, gross, if I'm but I'm remembering it, like, that scene right. Yeah, it is gross. It just like also it's not doesn't as good of a scene. Yeah, it just, like, doesn't have the same impact. Mm-hmm, because it's not an alien. It's like, oh, it's 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 worms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we- weird that those are here. <laughs> um, yeah, there was, I, there's a lot of this movie that I spent um, thinking I could just be watching Sunshine right now. Yeah. Um, which is, like... A, dis- a space disaster movie that is taking a lot of the same, um, just a lot of the same, like, concepts and a lot, like, smarter, uh, like, philosophical questions about what's happening and does it all in a better way. Um, 
I think the ending also, the ending of Sunshine also kind of sucks, uh, but it does it in a better way too. So you're just watching the same movie, except you're not expecting a giant monster to show up. God, I haven't watched Sunshine in a really long time. I should probably watch it. That movie rules. Um, yeah, I, it, it's like when when Stranger Things reminds me that I could just be watching like The Thing, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think one of the, like the first rules of filmmaking is um, don't reference a movie that's better than yours. Yeah, uh, just <laughs> because like it, it like. There's a, I remember there being a, uh, there's a bad John Travolta action movie whose name I forget. Um, but like at some point in it, he like picks up a hamburger and says, ah, a Royale with cheese. And I'm just like, don't remind me of Pulp Fiction if you're a bad movie. Cause you're just telling me I could just be watching Pulp Fiction right now. And yeah, I chose like- to watch the taking of Pelham one, two, three instead. There's like a moment in uh, I think Stranger Things like season three where one of the characters literally just like looks at the camera and is like, wow, it's just like the thing. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, we should talk about like the plot of this movie, probably. I want to make a movie poster for the thing, but it's just like the title change to a less strange thing. <laughs> a singular less strange thing. <laughs> and then at some point, one of them can say, wow, it's just like Kurt Russell looks at the screen and is like, this is like those kids. <laughs> Literally, I got so mad. I'm pretty sure I had to like pause it and walk away for a second. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare remind me I could be watching The Thing right now. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean... God. I mean, the acting in this movie is (laughs) fine. Yeah, I thought some of the performances were pretty good. Um, I, I like Chris O'Dowd. He's good in, like, pretty much everything. He has one of those presences that, like, turns anything he's in into a comedy. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in a way that's, like, really good. It may, He's very believable, but it is kind of just like, oh, I have to take you seriously in this scene. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's good. I think Daniel Brühl's really good in this. I forgot um, uh, Elizabeth Debicki was in this. Yeah, I thought she was good, too. She's very good in this. I just, like, forgot mm-hmm. that she was in this movie. And when she showed up, I was like, Elizabeth Debicki? <laughs> <laughs> you got Debicki. <laughs> uh, sometimes you're just watching a movie and bam, an eight-foot woman is like, hello. And you're just like, hello? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the acting in this movie is solid. They just, like, I don't know. <laughs> It's just a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to get into the plot of this one? Yeah, let's fucking get into it. <laughs> All right. Um, how do we want to do this? Do you want to cover it or am I? I co- you cover. Uh, I covered the last one. I don't know. Should we? I literally we... just put my finger to my nose okay. as if I'm nose gozing this. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, 
this movie is about a space station. Uh, I mean, you get, you get like. You sound like a fifth grader giving a book report in front of the class. Listen, I was scrolling to the top of the Wikipedia summary I was trying to cover. <laughs> this book is about. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> what happens on that space station, Mart? All right. Good so things, the, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Only good things. Um, so, <laughs> kind of the backstory to this is that uh, they are uh, testing a like a, a bunch of different space agencies have like sent representatives to this uh, Cloverfield station. Uh, and they are testing a particle accelerator uh, that will, in theory, provide Earth with infinite energy. Um, but conspiracy theorists are like, no, it's going to make a paradox and it's going to open like these portals to parallel universes. Sorry, I uh, my Wikipedia glitched out and I just now have a picture of Elizabeth DeVicke covering part of the summary. <laughs> <laughs> You got to Vicky. <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 one of the main characters is a uh, a British engineer on this space station uh, who has left her husband behind on Earth, and we kind of get these like interstitial little sequences with her husband back on Earth. Um, and they had two kids who died in a house fire. Uh, but also because like the the space station is full of people from other space agencies, um, there's also like everyone there is from like a different space agency. So there's um, mm-hmm. America, Germany, Brazil, Ireland, Russia, and China, and England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we and we see them uh, kind of fail to to do the particle accelerator a couple times and then they eventually uh, are able to do it towards the beginning of the movie but then it uh it surges the power on the station uh and they they black out and then when their power comes back up they find that earth is just gone yeah which is kind of cool i did i did like that I, part yeah i thought i thought that seemed kind of ruled just yeah. like you wake up and you're just like, hell yeah, we did it. You look out the window and Earth is gone. And you're yeah. just like, did we destroy Earth? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that scene rules. Um, and they, uh, they've, they're missing their gyroscope, so they can't navigate right. Um, and they, they kind of begin to uh, work on repairing the ship and kind of like figure out what's going on. Uh, and they they find uh, a woman inside the wall of that the ship. That was fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's it's gross. One guy's just like, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. Yeah, he's just like walking down a hallway, and like he hears like a sh- he's like it sounds kind of like a scream, but it's coming from like in a wall. And they like cut it open, and then. Uh, <laughs> they get to Bickied. Uh, she's just there, but like embedded in like shit in the walls. Like there are like 
tubes coming through her arm and shit like that. It's horrific. I loved it's it. Re- it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's real gross. Uh, and <sighs> and so yeah, so so they open the wall. They find this woman in there, uh, and she like insists that she is supposed to be part of the mission. But they're like, we've never seen you before in our lives. Hmm. Um. And also the the Russian engineer uh, Volkov. There's like something really gross and wrong with him um he uh he starts like talking to himself and his eyes start getting funky which i forgot about and i had to like Mm -hmm. look away for that part because it was gross uh do you are you also not an eye person i am not an eye person i i cannot do like eye horror or eye like trauma i can't can't yeah yeah yeah. no 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 no. absolutely not (laughs) okay I like forgot about okay. that part and I was like, okay, I'm I'm opening a different tab now for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving Netflix behind. <laughs> yeah, anytime that like that something like that happens or someone's like, well, I gotta gouge out my own eye, yeah. or someone's like threatening someone with a knife or a needle like in the general vicinity, I'm just mm-hmm. like, Great, I'm gonna leave the room for a bit. Uh tell me when this is over. It's, like, not even that gross in this movie. It's just, like, his eyes start moving weird, but it's still, like, Mm -hmm. I had to, like, not look at it. (laughs) Yeah, if someone's, like, if you draw attention to an eye in a movie, there's, like, a 90% chance that it's going to be in a bad way. So it's just, like, anytime there's a focus on an eye, I'm just, like, well, time to go. Because this could break bad at any point. Um, Yeah. Um, And so then... (sighs) So, yeah, like, something funky is up with him, and they never really completely explain what it is. Like, he starts talking to himself, and he 3D prints a gun, and then he, like, bursts in and starts threatening people, and then he has a seizure, and he dies, and they bring him to the med bay, and, like, this is where the, like, alien chestburster thing happens, where, like the the station's, like, worm colony that has gone missing just, like, bursts out of his body, um Mm -hmm. but they like (sighs) never explain why he started talking to himself and like threatening people with guns was because he had the worms marn i don't think that's true i don't think that worms (laughs) make you do that (laughs) so one thing that we kind of uh glossed over is that like there is a um like a a an energy crisis on earth to the point that like countries are going to war at oh each yeah, other. yeah 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 um and i think that like germany has recently attacked russia or vice versa or something like that um just like there are wars being fought right now um and the fact that this is like a multinational space station um causes tension between like, uh, Volkov has, like, does not like Schmidt because he thinks that, like, if this doesn't go wrong, it's because the Germans are, like, doing shit. Yeah. Um, and that he's probably, like, a bad dude. Um, so, like, I can understand his paranoia of, like, we did a thing and it went wrong. Was this a German plan or something like that? But yes, it is very weird that he's just like, great, time to like go entirely off the deep end. Also, I'm full of worms. <laughs> also, I'm full of worms. 
It's got literal brain worms. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they, they, uh, the worms happen. Uh, and then this, this new, uh, woman who they found in the wall, uh, Elizabeth Debicki tells Ava, the, the British engineer, uh, not to trust Schmidt. And she's like, he's a spy that the German government sent up here to keep the station shut down, to keep their, to keep you from doing the, uh, the particle accelerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's why this has failed like 42 times in a row. Mm-hmm. It's because they don't want it to succeed. Uh, and then uh, Chris O'Dowd's character, Mundy, is like doing repairs on the ship and his arm gets like pulled into the wall. Mm-hmm. Which is also very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of neat like... I really like the multi-dimensional kind of body horror-y stuff in mm-hmm. this movie. I really like those parts of it. I just don't like when they stop being fun and creative and start being just like generic yeah. action scenes where one person dies at a time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, which is what it kind of starts being towards the end. But like the middle part is very good. Like he's repairing uh, the ship, I think, where they pulled Elizabeth Debicki out of the wall and his arm gets like sucked into the wall and gets mm-hmm. like severed. Uh, but he's not injured. His arm is just like gone. Um, yeah. And uh, and then they find it later, just kind of like roaming around the ship, which is wild. <laughs> just crawling around. Uh, and and then they they realize that he, his arm is trying to write something without him controlling it. Uh, and it tells them to cut Volkov open, and they do, and they find the gyroscope, like, inside of Volkov. Yeah, he's got worms, and he's very stable. He's got a gyroscope right there in his tummy. Which is, like, when they pulled it out, I was like, that's way too big to, like, fit in a guy. Like, yeah, like, he would die instantly. <laughs> there's also no way that, like, nobody noticed that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> that thing has to be heavy too yeah the guy transfers across dimensions he's like huh i just gained like 30 pounds <laughs> also it's like really funny that none of this happened to other people it's just like specifically volkov who uh <laughs> who ended up like full of bits <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm starting to get like he might have gone a little unhinged. <laughs> he's full of worms. He's full of gyroscopes. <laughs> he's just like full of bits. <laughs> Chock a block full of stuff. Uh, Oops, so, all bits. So they get the gyroscope. Oh, the other funny part was uh, uh, when the worm scene happens, they also take like the 3D printed gun and they put it in a locker and there's just like a really long lingering shot of them putting the gun in the locker. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I wonder if this is going to be important later. <laughs> this is a fun little tool that we're going to need to know about later. <laughs> um. Honestly, any movie where anybody 3D prints a gun for any reason I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a nickel for two mediocre sci-fi movies that I like uh, that that feature someone 3D printing a gun, I would have two nickels. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, uh, I, I will say I do really <clears throat> like the dimension hopping of this movie mm-hmm. and the weird, like, the little differences between the two. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I love th- this part and I love the, like, we've swapped dimensions and shit is off. Yeah. I, I, I like that part of this movie a whole lot. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, like, this is kind of where they start to get into it, where they, like, they find the gyroscope and they are able to locate Earth. Um, and they find out uh, from, like, restoring their communications that the station is supposed to have been destroyed, like, two days earlier. Yeah, like, th- this is when they learn that, like, they have jumped to a different dimension and that they're in a dimension where, like, I guess in every dimension, all of the Cloverfield stations, like, hit the button and do the 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 thing, the Cloverfield yeah. thing, um, at the same time. And that's, like, the flashpoint for this weird swap between dimensions. Um, and in this dimension, the original, their station collapsed. And, like, mm-hmm. was destroyed in the process and fell to Earth. So they're the ones that are out of place here. Yeah, and then they, they kind of start learning stuff about what happened in this universe. So, like, uh, so like Elizabeth Debicki is from this universe, um, and, and Ava never actually came up onto the station on this universe. She is still on Earth uh, even though she's still kind of working on the mission and her kids are still alive in this universe. Yeah. Uh, and also Schmidt also- is is actually a German spy in this universe, unbeknownst to him. I think... I think Schmidt's a German spy in the regular universe, too. Oh, really? I... That's my headcanon for this movie. Is that He is actually... Like... He is a German spy, but, like, in our dimension, whether you want to say that, like, he's, like, you know what, I'm putting, like, humanity over country or whatever and just, like, making sure that this actually does go right. I, I, I do, my, my headcanon is that, like, he is, uh, he is what people are accusing him of being, um, even if he's, like, not acting on those orders anymore. Interesting. Well, yeah, because he, he, like, is having a thing with, with Tam, who's the Chinese engineer. Yeah, because that's, and I think that's the big, that's the other difference between these two. Oh, right, she's, like, not on the station. And I, yeah, 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 okay, I see yeah, it. Yeah, because Tam isn't in the, the, the in the dimension, in the Debicki dimension, I think <laughs> Debicki, Debicki is Tam in yes, she replaced that her. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And so, whether it's just, like, because Tam is there, Schmidt grew a heart and didn't want to do nation crimes anymore, uh, whatever you want to go with that, my 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 headcanon is that he is an agent of the state. No, that makes Even a- if he's not, like, active anymore. Yeah, no, that, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so so Kiel, the, the commander, uh, finds, like, in his, his files that he's been, like, receiving communications from, like, Germany and stuff, and, like, they have a whole fight about it. Um, 
and uh, and Ava finds out that her kids are still alive in this universe. Um, and they're like, okay, well, maybe if we reactivate the particle accelerator, uh, we can go back to our own universe. And that's when kind of you get into the sort of horror movie portion where the crew starts getting killed off one by one. Yeah. Which, like, is, I think, the less successful part of this movie for me. Yeah, I think it's, this is when it goes from being an interesting movie to a deeply boring movie to yeah, me. Yeah, because it, it it really feels like none of this stuff has to happen. They're just, like, trying to kill the characters off. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. And, and I feel like if you want, like, if you want... I feel like you can do a movie about, like, characters trying to set up to redo a dimensional warping thing in a way that, like, the universe seems to be against them doing. With all of the weird shit that's happened in the first half of this movie, it does not seem, like, out of place for, like, the dimension to be against them in a weird way or something like that. Does I don't know if I'm explaining this well. No, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm it, totally with you. It feels very weird that they're just like, great, now we need to do the, like, typical, like, the typical disaster movie, horror movie. We need to do, like, a series of scenes. In each scene, a character will say, like, an accident will happen or a character will say, well, time for me to sacrifice myself because I'm the only one that can do this. Yeah. Um, And then, like, end with two people alive. Yeah, and there's, like, there's way more interesting ways than they could have done it. And this whole sequence is just, like, people go off one by one to try and fix things on the ship, and the ship does something weird, and it kills them. Yep. Yeah. It's, like, three of those in a row. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's very boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really what it is. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so Tam dies. Uh, she, like gets trapped in, uh, like, a room that, like, is filling up with water, uh, and then the water all freezes, and she is frozen inside. Uh, Mundy gets killed because he is doing repairs in, like, a a room that has, like, weird man- magnetic properties, and he gets, like, sucked in by his, like, magnetic repairs pair stuff and like held to the wall and then the room explodes um that scene was so dumb yeah it was very dumb i (laughs) it's very dumb yeah uh and then and then keel like sacrifices himself for no reason basically (laughs) he's the captain marnie's got to go down with the ship i guess I mean, basically what this is accomplishing is that, like, it's picking off members of the cast. It's also destroying more and more of the ship. Mm-hmm. So that eventually they're they're just kind of left with uh, sort of the main areas of the ship. Uh, also, while all of this is happening, we're getting the interstitials with Ava's husband, uh, who has woken up on Earth in, like, weird apocalyptic dimension uh and he like finds that the hospital's destroyed and he like saves this little girl and he takes her to an underground shelter yeah back on earth like i guess when the ship disappeared and went to a different dimension 
uh, Cloverfield monsters came in to this dimension. Yeah. It's... To me, this is one of the more annoying things about this movie, because they, like... It's one of those things where it's, like, they're they're setting up that, like... Uh, the thing that ties these Cloverfield movies together is this, like, they're different dimensions of, like, what would happen on an Earth with monsters. Mm-hmm. But, like, setting something up is, like, yeah, there are different dimensions is, to me, the absolute most boring way to say that these things are connected. Because it's, like, oh, so, like, literally anything could happen. I'm going to do a children's rom-com that's going to be called The Cloverfield Love Connection. And then, like, we'll just say it's connected because it's a different universe where there aren't <laughs> any monsters. Like, I you're just like we can get away with anything because we've made a world where you can do anything and it's like great you've removed like any reason for a through line good job like yep you you didn't connect everything you've disconnected everything and said that that's connection (laughs) yeah um so yeah so uh so uh ava and uh everybody else who's left alive are like all right we're gonna well, Ava's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go into this dimension because my kids are still alive and I want to, like, see them. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, okay, we're going to activate, like, the particle accelerator. And Ava's like, all right, this is my, I'm going to leave. Uh, and then Elizabeth Debicki goes off the rails and she starts killing people. And she's like, we have to stay in, in my universe and I'm going to kill all three of you so that like the people of my universe survive. Yeah. Like we've got a fully functioning station. that's ready to fire up the God particle and fix our energy crisis again. It's right here. I'm taking it for our earth. Yeah. Which is pretty reasonable to me. All things. No, considered. Yeah. I mean, all things considered. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I also, yeah. Like I, I think it's, like, interesting character motivation. I wish they had somehow worked it in earlier. Yeah, they I w- yeah I wish they'd kind of set it up at all. But it also, like, I don't know. It It's one of those things where it's, like, uh, I'm going to, like, do things that on paper are pretty reasonable as far as, like, a motivation goes. But I am going to be a giant dick about it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I guess we have to root against you now because you're being rude. Yeah. Uh, and then Ava, uh, like, shoots a window and, like, sucks Elizabeth Debicki out into space. Uh, and then Ava decides that she is going to actually return to the home universe with Schmidt. Uh, she makes a video to send to herself uh, in the alternate universe uh, that has, like, the the specs on the particle accelerator and stuff and she's like hey take care of your family and your kids and whatever um and then they i I do like she's like also uh don't buy this fucked up battery from this company because it's going to light on fire and kill your family Uh, which is surprisingly down to earth just to be yeah, great. Also, uh, don't get a John Deere Powerizer 9250, because <laughs> um, it's going to go bad if you do. Yeah. You're going to uh, want to get the Hewitt 82640 instead. And so then they, they go back to the their universe. Uh, they fire 
the the particle accelerator and then they they escape pod themselves back down to earth um and then we see her husband on earth being like why didn't you tell them not to come back down to earth like why don't you tell them everything's fucked down here uh, and then you see the the escape pod re-entering the atmosphere and then a monster pops up through the clouds and then that's the end of the movie yeah just a giant cloverfield monster goes Rah! And jumps through the clouds. Yep. It's a Cloverfield. It's That's Cloverfield, baby. Surprise, this is a Cloverfield movie. Did you, <laughs> did you know? <laughs> oh, boy. And that's the Cloverfield paradox. The real Cloverfield paradox is that these three movies are all good, but they all suck because of it. Yep. That's the Cloverfield paradox. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the weird sci-fi movie about the alternate universes and the space station trying to deal with the fact that it did a thing that has jumped them across dimensions. That's super cool. It's very cool. That's about where the cool stuff in this movie ends. Correct. (laughs) All of the stuff that's not Cloverfield related is very cool. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like... anything... (laughs) I feel like what I've learned from watching all of these movies and talking about them is like if you're gonna make a cloverfield movie just like do it just go whole all in on the cloverfield part don't just like slap cloverfield monsters into a totally different movie yeah this one i mean this uh i don't remember if we talked about it in our our other episode but this uh script was picked up in the same way that the script for 10 cloverfield lane was this yes. was a separate movie script called The God Particle that uh, wasn't – it was entirely unattached to Cloverfield. And then um, – sorry, I'm going to read this. Uh, we're, this is our our continuing segment of uh, I read a stupid thing J.J. Abrams says Uh-oh. in talking about picking up a movie. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page – here, I'll just jump back a bit – the pickup of the film occurred around the same time that Paramount and Bad Picture bought the rights to the spec script The Seller by Josh Campbell and Matt Stuckin, which ultimately was reworked during production to become 10 Cloverfield Lane, adding in elements to tie that script to the first Cloverfield film. However, when Uziel wrote uh, however, when Uziel wrote his screenplay for God Particle, it had not been attached to Cloverfield. When Bad Robot acquired the script, J.J. Abrams had already put some thought into how it could fit into Cloverfield, but had not come up with a way prior to filming. Abrams liked that with the script, quote, how something in the future could be an origin for something in the past, to establish origin stories for other Cloverfield works. Abrams said the script had, quote, the DNA that made it a potential Cloverfield film and was looking for it to be a spiritual sequel to the original. J.J. Abrams just thinks that any movie could be a spiritual sequel to Cloverfield because it has, quote-unquote, the DNA of a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. This is making me think that if we do another Frady Dog spook up we should watch Overlord because I think that you would enjoy it for the reason of was almost a Cloverfield movie but doesn't have the <laughs> Cloverfield parts tacked on. <laughs> Honestly, I think that might be my favorite genre of movie. It's just a movie that doesn't turn into a Cloverfield movie at the last second. A movie that could turn into a Cloverfield movie, but doesn't. But doesn't. That's the key. 
Oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, I it's so funny to me that this movie is like uh a pretty cool movie with the exception of like it's one of those things where like if you you take out the Cloverfield elements, what you have is a neat sci-fi god particle story that kind of turns into an okay uh sla- not slasher, but an okay like disaster you know, kill them all movie by the end that's fine god knows i've seen a bunch of those used to watch the core in science classes as a kid like i've seen enough of those um but this one has some cool legs in the beginning half it's not as it's, it's not it's not sunshine um go check out sunshine if you're interested in those kind of movies because i think it's the best one um bad third act and all yep but uh this movie just adds in like weird scenes on earth for no reason just to add like just to add cloverfieldiness to it i don't know why the husband is there yeah they really could just kind of like cut that subplot totally out of the movie i think if you cut those scenes out you get like I think if you you could like jump back to him once to set up the fact that like he is still alive, he is still on earth and he's like, "Oh shit, my wife is gone." And then later you can cut back to him when he gets the call that says like they're back, they're coming down to earth and he goes, "Why the fuck are you telling them to come back to earth?" And at that point, with the caveat of if it's not called the Cloverfield paradox, you're kind of like, "Oh shit, like why not come back to earth?" And then it starts to land and a monster comes out. It's still kind of boring, but like, that's a neat twist at the end of the movie. If you don't have scenes set up earlier on and a title that says, hello, this is a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. It's, it, we've used the the example of like a Batman movie that you don't tell people is a Batman movie ahead of time um, in talking about stuff before. But this is like if you made a movie that was that script where you don't reveal it's a Batman movie until the last third when a guy dressed up as a bat (laughs) comes in and beats up all the criminals. But you called the movie Batman. And then you're like, why are you surprised when Batman shows up and we randomly cut away to a kid in a circus named Tim Drake every once in a while? (laughs) I feel like that's slightly different, though, because people like would get it whereas cloverfield <laughs> doesn't really have any like characters who appear in every single piece of cloverfield media that's true except that the monster actually... <laughs> i'm just thinking what if you had that happen in the very end and then a, a text pops up on screen that just says this has been a cloverfield movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of what is the what 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 movies work better if you just slap on this is a Cloverfield movie at the just as a text box at the end of a movie? <laughs> just like a totally regular movie and then at the end it's like, surprise! By the way, this was a Cloverfield the whole time. <laughs> You've been tricked. <laughs> Tiger Otto's trick. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, 
I guess this begins and ends my weird, complicated feelings about the Cloverfield franchise. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add except that these movies are great if they're not connected. And then if they're not connected, why am I watching them? It's such yeah, a weird... Exactly. <laughs> it's a weird... Truly, that is the Cloverfield paradox. Of like, are they good or not? Well, it depends on whether you want them to be t- together or not. It's such a weird thing. It's... Yeah. It's... It is weird. I think... I, I truly do think I would like this movie more if it was like a self-contained kind of like space thriller yeah yeah i like it better is that i want this movie to just be like what the first half of this movie is but the whole time yeah and then i want like i want them to fix the back half of this movie and make it more interesting but like it's the same way that I feel about 10 cloverfield lane where i really like the movie until you tie it into the quote-unquote bigger cloverfield universe yeah 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 i want to i want to read you something that is very damning about the reception of this movie Uh uh-oh according to (laughs) nielsen ratings based on subscription video on demand nearly seven hundred and eighty-five thousand viewers watched the cloverfield paradox on the night of super of the super bowl uh by three days over 2.8 million had watched it and five million after a week that's pretty cool right Uh Uh-huh. These ratings were not as strong as Netflix's Bright, released six weeks earlier, which had 11 million viewers within three days. Oh, no. The film did not significantly draw viewers from the episode of This Is Us on NBC after the Super Bowl game, which had been marketed (laughs) ahead of the night and drew 27 million viewers. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh, no. So maybe I know why this didn't change cinema forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did a huge Super Bowl marketing stunt and didn't even get as many people as watched Bright in a single day. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> oh no, JJ. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good note to end this on. Unless you've got more to say about I've the God particle. I've got nothing else. <laughs> here's yeah. Here's my final my final verdict. The God particle, great movie. The Cloverfield paradox, pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thank you all for checking out another episode of Meaty Arg Analysis. Uh, Come again next month and we will be covering another, I guess this one will be a movie uh, about an ARG. So is it time to go under the Silver Lake? I think it might be. Ooh, we're going to go under the Silver Lake, which is a movie about an ARG. So we hope you will follow us there Um, or not. I have no idea what the plot of that movie is. I hope I'm not implying something. (laughs) I don't know what this means. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) 